Mums with Hustle podcast, episode 52. Welcome to the Mums with Hustle podcast, where you'll discover everyday mum entrepreneurs killing it in their industry. Learn the secrets you can replicate to create your own success with your host, Tracy Harris. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Mums with Hustle podcast with me, Tracy Harris. It's always awesome to have your company, whether this is the first time you're listening and joining me or whether you have been listening for a while. I really appreciate your company here on the podcast because it allows me to keep doing what I love, which is chatting to these awesome, awesome biz mums. So I just want to start by saying that I totally get what it is like to start a business on a zero budget because that is exactly what we did here at Mums with Hustle. Okay, so maybe not a complete zero budget, but pretty darn close to it. And what has helped us to grow so rapidly is the hustle, seriously. But specifically, when I say hustle, I am talking about the hustle of online marketing. So deciding what platform is the right platform to build your business on or deciding which social media channels you really need to be present on, whether or not you need to be introducing email marketing or doing your own SEO, all of that stuff can be so damn overwhelming at the beginning, right? And and even beyond the beginning um, because ultimately we all want to be found and we all want to have the success for our business that that we envision. So yes, it can totally send your mind into a spin and create great overwhelm, but it doesn't have to. The biggest investment that I would honestly say that we have made here at Mums with Hustle is time. And that is something that I was willing to put in. That was something that I could give. Yes, a lot of the time, most of the time, it requires sacrifice, um, but I could put in time. Not really money, but time. And also, second thing to that is patience. <laughs> time and patience, huge. But everyone, they're qualities that are free and everyone can tap into those. So because, as I said, we didn't have the extra cash to invest and we certainly didn't want to take out a business loan, I knew, well, and I knew that I had the passion for what I was starting and I did have the time if I made it, um, I, I still started. That was enough for me to start. And effective online marketing was and still is absolutely critical and crucial to, the, to our growth here at Mums with Hustle. And today's episode is all about online marketing and its different forms. So I really want you to listen up if you want to be found by your people online, whether you are in online services, in, in the business of content, or whether you have an e-commerce store. Or whether you have a brick and mortar store, but you're also trying to really develop and serve an online audience. So you really need a pen handy for this one because um, you're going to want to jot down all of the actionable steps that is shared for you in this podcast. It really is great and it's going to allow you to kind of map out your own online marketing success. This is a topic of mine that I truly love and relish and I could seriously just talk about 
all day long underwater. You can probably tell because this intro is so long, (laughs) but I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to leave it to my fabulous guest because she really knows her stuff. And like me, she has walked the walk and she certainly talks the talk. She gets it. Plus she's a mum. Bonus. All right, let's get into it. My guest this week is Jane Day, the founder of Webinize. Now, like so many of us, she gave birth to her kids and then she gave birth to her business. <laughs> Typical biz mom, establishing a successful online retail business. Okay, so Jane has gone on from that and she's built her business up from startup by herself over five years ago by implementing SEO and social media marketing strategies to build that up into a profitable profitable business. And she's now using this knowledge and this very experience to assist other businesses to tap into these areas, which is why I knew that I had to get her on the podcast because so many of you beautiful mums there at Mums with Hustle have online businesses. So there is going to be some certain gold that's shared in this podcast. Welcome so much, Jane, and thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Tracy. Well, I wanted to start, Jane, just by, you know, allowing you to tell us a bit more about yourself and your family and I guess your business and experience as an entrepreneur. Yes, certainly. I live in Newcastle, New South Wales, uh, with my husband and three children. So Dylan is 13 at the moment, Jessica 11 and Lachlan 9. So they're all at school, which frees up my days a little bit for me to run my business. Uh, I'm the founding director of Webinize, as you mentioned, um, which is an online marketing agency and consultancy. So I've I have clients scattered right across Australia and I also uh, work with a lot of clients um, globally as well. So that's just an indication of um, how well online marketing can work for you. You don't have to um, just um, limit yourself to people and customers locally. Um, I help clients grow their business and find their clients using online marketing strategies as you mentioned, that include SEO, social media marketing, um, advertising on social media, as well as email marketing and content marketing. Cool. Well, yes, I'm clearly a mad lover of online business, um, <laughs> having one myself and supporting so many biz mums as well. Um, and I love, I love that you said that the the awesome thing about having an online business is that we can tap into this global audience, which is just so, so cool. So Jane, what made you want to actually start your business? And if you can walk us through um, that startup journey from your idea to launch, and I know that you've got webinized now, but perhaps if you take us back to that original business that you had. Yeah, for sure. So prior to um, having my own business, I was a partner in a property management business. Uh, I had my first child while I was a partner doing that. And then when I fell pregnant with Jessica, I just, I realized that working for somebody else wasn't for me. Um, and to give you a horror story, when I was in labor with my first child, my business partners actually rang me in the labor ward to ask me a question about the business. So, um, <laughs> that was, it was t- terrible. And I thought, I've got to take control of this. So I sold my partnership and, um, probably two or three weeks after I gave birth to Jessica, my second child, 
I started selling babies and children's items um, online and primarily I started with eBay. Uh, that went really well and then I set up my own website and started selling that way. So, it, you know, my story is very similar to a lot of other mums. You, you have your children, you realise you don't want to go and work for others or, you know, even though I was a partner in the business, I still had um, other partners that were very demanding. So, wanted the freedom and the lifestyle and to stay at home with my children. So that's pretty much my my startup journey. I Because I was um, not working when I started the business, pretty much I d- had very little, little capital to invest into the business. So I started it from scratch with no no marketing budget at all. So um, And I just learned what worked and what didn't uh, to grow that business to be um, fairly successful. Well, I feel like you've made a lot of people's ears just totally prick up (laughs) because, yeah, you're right. Like your story is just so in sync with so many of the biz mums out there that listen to this podcast, Jane. Like the fact that we don't have copious amounts of money to invest in our startup for our biz, um, you know, that's often like one major roadblock, but it certainly has to doesn't have to be something that stops you. So I wanted just to ask you on that, what was your first, like your primary platform for growing that e-commerce store? I know you mentioned that you were on um, eBay, but did you have any, like what other forms of marketing online did you kind of tap into? And how did you decide that that was one that you needed to pursue or introduce? Yeah, for sure. So with the success I had on eBay, eBay, I was a really, I was very naive when I was first starting out and, you know. Sorry, sure I think will... I said Etsy, <laughs> eBay. Okay. eBay, yeah, yeah, no, cool. that's, that's fine. Um, I, you know, I got sick of paying all the eBay fees and I thought, uh-huh. oh, you know, this, this is easy. I'm going to set up my own website and I'll just sell from my own website. Um, and, you know, cut out eBay and stop paying all those fees. The thing was, as we all know, when we set up a website, people don't magically find it. So I had to find a way to drive traffic to the website and I did that primarily with SEO to start off with. So I didn't um, I didn't have a social media platform when I first started back then. Social media wasn't as big as it is now. and I Probably not, no. Yeah, and I didn't realise the importance of it back then. So that, that gives you an idea of how much I really knew about online marketing when I was first starting out. So SEO was a big driver of um, traffic to the website and sales when I first started, probably probably my first two years of having that um, my own online website after I um, turned off from using eBay. Okay, cool. So basically you, I mean, were you self-taught with the SEO or did you, like you obviously didn't really have the budget to outsource that? No, I didn't outsource at all. Um, I simply just read a lot of blogs um, watched a lot of YouTube videos and just started implementing and to work out what worked and what didn't. I yeah. also went with my heart a little bit as well because, as we know, there's a lot of information online and not everything is correct. So if something, you know, sounded a bit off or it didn't sound like it was the right way to go, I put that to the side and just tried tried other things. And it's just it was just a matter of trial and error and working out what worked and what didn't. Yeah, I'm relating so much to what you're saying, but in when you're playing that trial and error game and you're spending so long researching different topics online and then you have to discern, you know, what is legit information and what is just rubbish. Mm-hmm. Um 
you know, what works and what doesn't work for you. That all takes an incredible amount of time. But now you're able to kind of help people and give them a bit of a shortcut <laughs> and just Absolutely. tell them what works. Yes. Because yes. you've got these brilliant business webinars. Okay. Jane, what is included in the online marketing mix and how does it differ from traditional marketing? Because I know you just touched on one thing there. You were talking about five years ago, the social media presence, you know, it wasn't really as strong as it is now mm-hmm. or maybe as needed um, or as tapped into. So, you know, lay out your bag of tricks when it comes out to online marketing. What do we really need to know about and how is it different from traditional marketing? Yeah, for sure. So online marketing is using strategies to market your business to an online audience. So it can include social media platforms, um, SEO, which is search engine optimization, paid advertising on the many different uh, social media platforms, as well as um, Google advertising, if that's going to work for your business. Um, And then we throw in email marketing and content marketing as well. So I suppose the difference between that and traditional marketing, more traditional marketing was appealing to people that weren't online. So we're I'm purely looking at people that are online, searching the web, using social media um, and things like that to actually capture their attention and draw them into what you're offering. Okay, cool. Yeah, because it is very different. And I guess if you're trying to build your online presence, people can't really just walk past your brick and mortar store and see and touch and have that sensory shopping experience. It's very different when you're online. So you've got to You've got to get out there in a much different way. Yeah. Okay. So how Mm -hmm. does someone discern even, you know, which marketing platforms really suits their business? Because it's really overwhelming when you're starting out. You probably know this, Jane. Mm -hmm. Um, When you're starting out, especially with a bit of a DIY approach, you kind of want to be everywhere. You want to have a faster track to success, but you know, you don't know, like, should I be doing email marketing? Should I be focusing on my SEO? Should I be on Snapchat? Like, how do people know which is the right marketing mix for them? Yeah, and it, and it is completely overwhelming. And I think that's where people get stuck a lot too. They think I've got to do all this stuff. And then they just never really get started because they don't know where to start. Yes. But my, my advice is really know your ideal customers or your ideal client first before you start anything and know um, what they're doing online in order to find what you're offering. So for example, um, are they, you know, searching on Google to find what you're offering or, uh, if, if they're not, then you wouldn't be worrying about SEO to start off with. If they're simply just hanging out um, on social media platforms, reach them there. And then, But then you need to drill down even more and find out what social media platforms they're actually on and spending the most of their time on. So, for example, if the majority of your customers aren't on Twitter, Twitter wouldn't be a top priority for you. So you'd start off where, where you're going to capture um, the um, most amount of te- attention the quickest, basically. Yeah. I'm just thinking about my own kind of social media journey and it took me a while to kind of just get comfortable with being in two places, which Mm -hmm. is Instagram and Facebook, because I did try the Pinterest thing for a while, but uh, I'm sure it's brilliant. I just literally don't have the time and I'm I'm finding that my audience is elsewhere anyway. Like I'm I'm reaching them really well. And then Twitter, I did really want to have a Twitter presence. Lots of online entrepreneurs are on there, but Again, it was like 
it was really hard to kind of develop that following. And then I also tried Periscope. Like I have literally tried so many things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, but I've landed on my two faves. So I'll talk to you in a little bit, Jane, about what your favorite, your two favorite platforms are because it is yeah, good just sure. to stick to two um, and then do them well, I guess, like a primary and a secondary platform. Yeah, absolutely. But, and, and if you master them really well and you think you want to branch out even more, once yeah. you've got them running along smoothly, that's when you can branch out to different ones. But yeah, absolutely. Just when you're starting off and, and get going, just uh, one or two is, is one fabulous. One or two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Less is more, they say. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. So I wanted to chat to you a bit more about content marketing because that's not something that we have covered on the podcast as much as, you know, people that have products or someone that has a service. So can you explain to us in your opinion or with your expertise, Jane, what is content marketing Mm -hmm. and how can businesses of varying types include this in their overall strategy? Okay, so content marketing is promotion uh, via content, which can be on your own website, such as blog posts or content promoted on other websites. So promoting content on other websites introduces you to a new audience that may not have learned about you otherwise. So think of it as providing valuable content to your ideal customer online in some respect. So it can include things such as uh, blog posts, uh, podcasts, videos, infographics, and ebooks and things like that. So anywhere where you're providing true value to your ideal customers. So it can work in well with your other strategies as well so that they all complement each other. So when you've got uh, content going up somewhere, you can use that as uh, promotion via your social media, via your email marketing, and it can also assist with your SEO as well. So it works in well with a lot of your other strategies. Yeah. And if people haven't guessed it already, I am in the business of content marketing. (laughs) Yes, I love it. I love content. I love writing it. I love speaking. I love creating it. I love sharing it. It's awesome. Okay. What about those beautiful biz mums out there that have an e-commerce store? What would you recommend is a way um, that they can kind of get content marketing into, you know, to help build their business? Yes. So uh, blogs on your own website, um, even for a product-based business, is still really important. So I would say think of your customer's journey and what they're actually going through before they actually buy your product. So are they having any problems? Can you um, address those via blog posts and things like that? So bringing them in and providing real value in that in that blog post before they're actually ready to purchase your product. So it's a gentle way of introducing them to what you do. Uh, blog posts can also work well um, to sort of bring in um, a, a com- combination of products together. So you could, you know, it could be coming up to Christmas time and you could do a blog post on ideal Christmas gifts for, you know, a certain age ch- child or, you know, parents or things like that, depending on what you are in the business of. So just trying to think of things that will provide real value for your potential customers. Yeah. You know, I've got an amazing biz mum in my mind, um, Amy from My Tiny Wardrobe. She's probably listening to this. But yes, she runs a brilliant blog aimed at serving an audience of mums and her e-commerce store is all about, you know, her handmade, um, lovingly made like designs of kids' fashion. 
Lovely. Yes, and it is, and it has allowed her to collaborate and make so many great connections with other store owners, but just really serve and get to know that audience of mums based on the needs, as you just said, Jane, that they have before they even come to you. And they may not necessarily be needs of like wanting to shop, but they're like mum life kind of needs and struggles and pains and and things like that. And it's just such, she's such a great example. So if people want to check out an e-commerce store that has a great blog, I recommend that you look at My Tiny Wardrobe because she is nailing it. Um, and she has been on the podcast as well. Um, okay, so can we dive in a little bit more into the content marketing stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, can you run us through what you believe makes for a successful content marketing strategy? Yeah, so I, it's pretty much working out what your end goal is for your business. So obviously for a product-based business, that's going to be getting more sales. And so working the content marketing in to not specifically be, um, per, you know, sales focused, but taking people along that journey so that they do finally become a customer in the end. And then also weaving that in with your other strategies, as I mentioned as well. So if you're trying to build an email database, which you absolutely definitely should be, um, you can also have blog posts on your website that are drawing people in to then subscribe to um, hear from you more often. So just trying to think of ways so it works in really well with your other marketing strategies as well. Okay. Yes. Do you have any suggestions? Say if someone lands on your blog post and they've read all the way to the end, like what could be something that you would offer there to get them to sign up to the list? Yeah, so I suppose it really depends on what the blog post is is about. Uh, but a good way to do that is it could be something downloadable that they can give you their email address for to download to maybe give them a little bit more information on what you have addressed in the blog post. Or it could be a downloadable version of a small section of what you've addressed in the blog post. Um, so sort of just making it really relatable that way. I, a lot of um, e-commerce websites do make the mistake of just um, saying, um, enter your email address here to go on to our newsletter. Not many people these days will give you their email address just to, you know, get emails into their inbox from you. So you need to make it something that's really, really valuable to them and they think, oh, yes, I absolutely need that. I'm going to give you my email address to get that. Yeah, and I guess you touched on it earlier. It's about knowing your ideal audience. It's about knowing what they need and then you can best serve them. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So I want to chat to you about Facebook ads because it can be Mm -hmm. a little bit hit and miss Mm -hmm. and some people can feel really burned and a bit ripped off by the whole Facebook ads thing. So what are your tips for creating effective advertising on Facebook that actually converts. And, you know, I guess we need to define what we mean by converts, like converts to someone joining your email list or converts to someone um, attending your webinar or even converts to someone purchasing from your online store. So what are the tips for converting using Facebook ads? Yeah, so... A lot of people go into Facebook advertising and just think they're going to make a sale straight from the ad. Pretty much it doesn't work that way. It it has to be, once again, in a complete strategy. So it needs to be either getting people to sign up to your email list and offering them something of value, um, once again, in order to give you their email address. Um, the, The only time 
that Facebook ads work really well when you're selling something is by retargeting. So say, for example, you've got an e-commerce store, you could set up Facebook ads to show to people selling your products once they've already been onto your website and had a look. So people need to be aware of you before you can actually try and sell to them through the ads. Uh, that's that's my biggest tip to start off with. And you can also run uh, Facebook ads to drive people to your blog posts as well. So making them aware of what you've got on your blog, getting them through to read it and then retargeting them that way again. So it's it's not just one little thing uh, that you're trying to do with your ads. It's once again a part of a, a complete uh, strategy. And my biggest tip other than that is to start off slowly with your ads. Don't go in and throw a heap of money onto them at once. Start off really slow and once they're working and converting to how you want, that's when you can um, up your budget a little bit from there. Yeah, because I guess you need to spend that time analysing what worked and what didn't and then always refining and then you'll kind of find your Facebook ad mojo and it'll become a matter of rinsing and repeating, I guess. Absolutely, absolutely. And another big thing to keep in mind too is knowing your, once again, knowing your ideal customers and knowing how you can target them specifically with your ads and be very specific in your targeting. Um and yeah, just make sure you're reaching them really well. And your and your message. Sorry, I was trying to think of the other thing. I was I was thinking your message has to be really refined in your ads as well, so that you're hitting those people with exactly what they're looking for. Yeah, because I guess when people are on Facebook, they're primarily not there to shop or to sign up to someone's list. Like they're on there to connect with family and friends. So to just have that expectation that your ad pops up and it's an invitation to buy now, like. Yeah, I think that was very important what you said there. Give, yeah, warm, warm them up, give them some value, give them something free, share a blog post or your podcast or a freebie, get them onto your list and then nurture the relationship from there. You don't need to just go like straight in for the sales kill. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's when they don't work, when you just go straight yeah. in for the sale, yeah. Yeah, but the retargeting tip, that's really, really clever. I like that. Okay, you have said that email marketing is awesome and I have, I'm always preaching about email marketing. I love it. Um, so let's chat about that for a little bit. Um, it, it's pretty much cemented as one of the most effective marketing strategies in terms of return on investment and conversion. So what are your top tips, Jane, to execute, um, email marketing effectively for your business? Yeah, so yeah, email marketing is very important, but many businesses do put it on the back burner in favour of social media. But having an email database is something um, you actually own, whereas social media is really just like rented space that can be taken away at any time. So even though we are getting overwhelmed with information coming into our inboxes all the time, Businesses really need to find what works for their community, once again, coming back to knowing your um, ideal clients and providing them value on a regular basis by, uh, via your emails so that they um, come into their inboxes and people want to open them and read them. And you'll find that once you've got um, a quality email list, and it always comes back to um, quality over quantity as well. Yeah. <laughs> so people that do actually want to hear from you are interested in what you're offering. And if you're providing value on a regular basis, you'll find that that will be a huge source of um, your sales down the track. Yeah, and it can be really deflating in the beginning when people are unsubscribing, mm -hmm. um, but it's important not to take that personally, right? How do you see that when, you, when you've sent out an email that you think is really great value and then you, you have some people that unsubscribe? 
Yeah, and it can be really disheartening because you know that you're, prov- you know, hopefully you know you're providing really good value yeah. for people, and you think they, you know, they need to know what you're you're letting them know. But unsubscribes, it is a part of life. I I say to clients a lot of the time, don't even look at who's unsubscribing. Don't worry about it. And if they're unsubscribing and they don't want to hear from you, well, they were never going to purchase from you anyway. So, um, just yeah, just keep going on doing what you're doing. Yeah, they probably came for the free, you know, the freebie that they got or mm-hmm. whatever, and then they've left. And yeah. you're right. Yeah, it's you don't want to fight to convert someone to be into a customer. They're either interested or they're not. And the larger your list, the more you actually have to pay to have people on your list. So you kind of don't want the dead weight ones on there. They do you exactly. a favor by leaving, don't they? <laughs> yeah, in exactly. the beginning, in the beginning, when you're like counting every subscriber, it's, it's sad when you're like losing some or losing as many as you just gained. But as you go on and as your list builds, it can be expensive to have people on your list. So you kind of, you want them opening their emails or just going away. Yeah, that sounds yeah, so exactly. harsh, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, and with all the spam filters and everything these t- days too, if people aren't opening your emails and interacting with them, they're more um, likely to be put into a spam folder or a you know promotions folder in Gmail yeah. when when they're being received. So absolutely, you only want people on your list that are generally want to read them and are opening them on a regular basis. Yes, amen to that. Okay, mm. so there you go, ladies. Don't feel bad if people are unsubscribing; they're probably doing you a kindness. Just try to see it like that. (laughs) All right, Jane. So often as small business owners, we have like, we've talked about it, you know, a zero to minuscule marketing budget for ourselves. And it's hard to know where we should actually invest our precious funds. So for startups and new businesses, where would you recommend that we are spending our resources for maximum exposure and return on investment? Yeah, so it comes, you know, it comes back again to what we've discussed about knowing your target market and where they're hanging out and, um, you know, where, where you're most likely going to pick up, um, their attention. So if they're spending a lot of their time on Facebook, then that should be one of your top priorities. But SEO was huge for me. And for the majority of people these days, if they're looking for something, they're going to go to Google search and look for it. So, um, SEO, I would definitely put at the top of the list for, you know, probably 99% of businesses. So um, look at the SEO, start doing that and then slow and also weaving in um, one or two social media platforms to um, to reach them there as well. Um, and going back to the Facebook ads, that's, you know, if you have got a little bit of money to invest in your ad spend, I'd be definitely recommending that as well if your ideal clients are hanging out on on Facebook. And when I say little, you can start off with $5 a day um, and see how it works for you from there. Yeah. Okay. But it's all about the targeting. So we've got to know who we're targeting. Otherwise, it's just like throwing money out the window. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. Oh, Jane, thank you so much. You've brought a lot of clarity to this, what can be a very overwhelming and confusing online marketing world. Um, hopefully people have taken away one or two um, ways now that they can go and market their biz online effectively. And it is just so refreshing to know that you can start with like a zero budget if you're prepared to put in the time. I think that's a really big lesson throughout this podcast. And yeah. And then when you're ready to source experts like yourself, Jane, then you can obviously just get there a little bit faster and, and get the shortcut. So 
what is coming up for you at Webinize and, you know, please tell us where we can find you to learn a bit more and connect with you more. Yeah, for sure. So you can find me at webinize.com.au, which is W-E-B-O-N-I-Z-E. Facebook and Instagram, like you, Tracy, are my two favorite social media platforms. So you can, you can find me on there as well. if you're interested with um, in working with me more, I offer done-for-you services, but I also offer the training. And I do highly recommend that if you have got the time to learn this yourself in your business, the first step would be learning and getting the knowledge rather than getting someone to do it for you, um, just so then you have a complete understanding of how it all works. And once you do um, have the resources to bring someone in to help you with it, at least then you can oversee it and know that they're doing the right thing for you. Yeah. Um, and I also have a academy, online marketing academy launching, in, well, it's launched now, but starting in November that people can join and run through all these strategies and get it all set up and running um, in their own business, um, you know, already set to go and be done with at the end of the six months. That is awesome. And all of that info, um, you know, your programs, your courses, your memberships, all of that stuff, the do it, you know, done for you services that can all be found at webinars.com.au. And I'm going to make sure that I link to that in the show notes for everyone, Jane, because you clearly know your staff and it helps that you've, you've walked the walk yourself. I think that's huge. Absolutely, yeah, and it's and it's good now with webinars. I've worked with um, you know businesses in all different industries, so I have a good understanding of what works uh, for for different industry types. Yeah, that's huge. Okay, all right. Well, thank you so so much for coming on the podcast and giving us that information in a really clear way. I feel like it's 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 way less daunting to someone, even even a brand new biz mummy or someone who wants to take the leap. What you've provided has been great. So thanks so much. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. I really hope that by having Jane on the podcast today, you have gotten a, you know, a much clearer picture for yourself and your business in terms of where you need to be online. Yes, we all need an online presence. I am all for that. But we certainly don't need to make the mistake of feeling like you need to be everywhere. Once you know your ideal client and you know where they are, then you really need to be a bit more savvy in honing in and just being present in those places. Yes, social media is really important, but we do recommend that you stick to one primary. And if you're really keen on being on a a second platform, then introduce a second one, which gets like your secondary love. Um, But what you really need to do from the get-go, from before you've even launched, if you can, is to start growing that email list. Because as Jane has said in this podcast, and I have, as I have said a thousand times, and many of my experienced guests have also said, email marketing is where it is at. If you just stick to social media platforms, that is rented ground. Your email list is where the love is at. They are the people that want to hear from you. They are the people that you are serving more. So nurture that relationship and, you know, build that email list because it's going to be super important. And no matter how you change your business or pivot, those people that stay on your list, they want to be there for a reason. They are interested in what you have to provide. So get that list going 
and you won't be sorry. It's not as hard as you think. I would love to wrap this podcast episode up by recommending to you my free e-course called Build Your Tribe with Email. Make sure that you check out the show notes because that is going to give you a lot of clarity around email marketing for a startup, for someone that doesn't know too much about it. And it is basically all of the stuff that I wish I had been told by someone in the beginning. So yes, it is written by me for you and it has helped hundreds, I think near 800 biz mums get started with email marketing in all different biz areas and with all different experiences. And you can completely start and nail it too. So get on and check out that freebie, build your tribe with email, and I will deliver it to your inbox. Okay. Have an amazing day and a totally kick-ass week. I can't wait to catch you in our private Facebook group, the Mums with Hustle Biz Club, or somewhere on social media, either Instagram or Facebook, or just here on the podcast next week. Take care, lovely, and stay happy in your hustle.